Well, hello there. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to Advance Your Wealth with Homer Smith. I am your moderator, Ryan Ruff, and it's great to be back with everyone today. As always, I have our star of the show in Homer Smith, Private Wealth Advisor, joining us today. We're going to be diving into a very big wealth management discussion, as we typically do on this show, to kind of frame up today's conversation. You know, like many of us, some of the wealthiest people in our country often worry about three things, right? Their health, their families, and their finances. So today, Homer and I are going to take a deep look into the practices, those best practices of some of the super rich, as you may have heard us call them uh, on the show. And we're going to look at some of the strategies that they utilize to, yes, address their fears and then make sure they stay on the right track to avoid those fears becoming a reality. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring Homer aboard. Homer, it's good to see you today. How you doing? Hey, Ryan. Good to see you as always. Yeah, good to be with you, Homer. Uh, we're talking about these big fears today that are really worry the extremely affluent people out there that have a considerable amount of resources at their disposal. And I would imagine that today's discussion is going to be kind of a good reminder that, look, even great wealth doesn't eliminate some of those uh, fundamental challenges that we face in life, correct? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's easy to think about that just because you have all this wealth, they shouldn't have concerns or fears around money. Uh, but that just really isn't the case. And, and clearly from the conversation we have today, I think there's a few areas um, that we see across all of our clients and, and the wealthy people that we speak to um, where these are pretty common um, across uh, across them and really across you know all wealth levels for that matter. So we're going to unpack a few of these different fears today. Homer, why don't you walk us through them uh, and, and we'll uh, we'll start with the first one. What do you got for us? Well, I think as a, at a at a high level, kind of going back to that idea that you know just because you have all of this wealth, um, and obviously it's better to have wealth, right? I mean, having all this wealth provides lots of freedoms, um, options that you wouldn't have uh, outside of that. But just having that wealth doesn't mean that you don't have you know these frictions and issues that come up. Um, and so the three areas uh, that we see most commonly being those fears, and again, these are pretty common across all groups, but uh, first and foremost is uh, they worry about their health um, and some severe issue that might come up for themselves or someone else in their family that uh, could create obviously some financial challenges. Uh, another area that they focus on a lot around their fears and they're living it you know, quite often is some dysfunctional family member doing substantial damage to the family. And then finally, they worry about losing their wealth um, that they currently possess, you know, so it's so it's health, um, it's challenges with family members, and it's just losing that wealth in general. And so, again, obviously, they don't have a monopoly on, on these issues. Uh, people of all wealth levels um, have a lot of these same issues. Um, but the one advantage that the wealthy have is they have that wealth that can bring creative solutions to the table um, to help deal with some of these. And so while you can't have a stress-free life, you can make really smart decisions on how to address some of these issues. And, and that's what we'll focus on uh, throughout today. So, it's, so it's, those are the three issues that we'll start with. All right. Well, yeah, let's let's bat lead off with that first one and talking about just health. And so talk to us about this challenge. I mean, yes, we all think about our health. We want to make sure that we're living a healthy lifestyle so that we can see a, you know, a level of longevity in our lives. But where does wealth enter the picture when we're talking about health and as an overall fear? Yeah, so I think it's to start, I like to think about the saying that, you know, when you have your uh, health, you have hundreds of problems. Um, when you don't have your health, you have one. And so, you know, severe health concerns 
you know, for you and the people you care about the most, you know, are going to be distracting both emotionally, uh, physically, and often financially. Um, and so, you know, this is going to be a top priority, obviously, of, of the wealthy, just like it would be uh, for anyone else. And I think, you know, the, the, the pandemic that we experienced a, a few years ago, um, you know, really has focused a lot of people's energy on how do we stick around for a lot longer? What are some of the things we can be doing proactively to do that? Uh, so, you know, there's no you know, real assured defense against a lot of these issues. You know, anyone can get heart disease. Anybody can get cancer. Um, you know, genetics and, and just bad luck. Uh, can be a counterbalance to to the wealth that you have, uh, but with that said, having that wealth really does put you in a position to to put things in a place that can mitigate um, some of this and and be better equipped to uh, to to deal with this um, these issues as they arise. Sure, sure. So in terms of dealing with it, when you are you know when you do have that level of wealth, uh, what what are we seeing some of those affluent or even super rich individuals doing uh, to address these health related concerns and challenges when they pop up? The most common one we're seeing, we see it with our clients in our practice, uh, is that they're joining concierge medical practices and concierge medical groups. And really at their core, uh, concierge med medical groups, you know, it's a membership model. You pay a fee, a fee to get access to a, a boutique set of medical services where, you know, some of the biggest benefits are the ratio of physicians to uh, patients is relatively small. Um, you know, one of the key issues that successful business owners and families deal with is um, time. You know, one of the most critical factors to, you know, getting through a medical issue is time and how quickly you're seen, how quickly it's addressed. And so uh, these concierge medical groups provide more quicker access, longer visits. Uh, and oftentimes the, the leaders of these concierge medical practices have greater expertise than, you know, your typical care provider. So um, they often have a lot of technology enabled too. So you get, you know, telemedicine uh, with your physician um, and a lot of other you know, technology able to enhance, but especially for those who travel the world. So I would say of all of the things that I see the wealthy families doing, um, getting access to concierge medicine is, is number one. Uh, the second one that's becoming a lot more popular um, is this idea of longevity planning. And so as we're living longer, um, it's one thing to live longer um, and live those last 10 years ill and sick and not living a, a well-rounded life. That's another thing to be proactive early enough in your life to identify what are the things that could come up and address those in, in your health now that could allow you to live not just a healthy life or a longer life, but a healthier, longer life where you're still you know, active and, and, and enjoying life along the way. And so again, uh, being able to utilize things like genome sequencing, uh, more regular uh, proactive blood testing to identify issues before they come up, and then even more experimental treatment uh, like stem cell therapy and others. So, so these are the things that we see on the health side, um, you know, access, uh, to, through concierge medicine to, you know, more proactive planning there and then um, more proactive planning just around um, longevity uh, for mm -hmm. themselves. Yeah. And, and folks, you know, Homer and I had double clicked deeper into this discussion surrounding longevity planning in a prior episode on the show. So if that is a topic that really interests you, I'd recommend traveling back and checking that episode out. But Homer, the second big fear that you mentioned is an interesting one. And we've talked about family dynamics a lot on the show and how they really uh, factor into different wealth discussions that a family would have with each other. But specifically this fear that we're talking about today is this idea of, of maybe dysfunctional family members 
doing damage. And that damage can be a broad term in different ways, shapes, and forms to the family. So why don't you explain a little bit more what it is you mean by damage here and, and what types can really occur and, and what that ripple effect looks like. Yeah, just like the health saying, there's another saying that, you know, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. And, and this makes me, we just had a client conversation just in the last week uh, with a successful family. And, and we were talking to the, the matriarch of the family and it's like, I love all three of my kids, but I don't like them right now. And, and it, it, it's around some of these issues where, you know, there's a lot of entitlement uh, that can come up when it comes to wealthy families. Um, and uh, that can lead to a lot of these issues. But the reality is it's not, it's not just wealthy families that deal with um, conflicts, codependencies, you know, where uh, other you know, members of the family are drains on the, on the family resources. Um, but when there's wealth involved, uh, the conflicts and the issues can be magnified quite a bit. And, and what we often see is, you know, we also say if you have three kids, probably one of them is going to be a bad seat. And, you know, that bad seat is someone who's going to, you know, exploit other family members, uh, cause issues within the family business. And they're typically a major distraction and, and have uh, issues with causing trouble with family harmony and also can destroy prospects for, for future wealth. And, and then other cases, you know, these, like I mentioned earlier, these, these kids are just entitled um, and self-absorbed and they've always been able to kind of get away with things and they, and they, are, they, they put themselves in positions where they're constantly in jams, getting arrested, subjects of lawsuits. And while the idea would be, hey, you know, tough love and, and let them have to deal with some of this stuff, what we more often see is these families, because they have the resources, they're able to solve these problems quickly and get, get their kids out of these issues. Um, and so that's mm -hmm. you know, something that we you know, often see coming up when it comes to the, uh, this type of a distraction, the family planning issues. Yeah. So, so in those events, Homer, what are, what kind of steps could we, what will rather, what steps do we see the very wealthy folks taking to kind of mitigate some of those issues around dysfunctional families that, you know, our audience could, could learn a thing or two from? Yeah. I think one of the things that makes these situations even more complicated is because these families have the resources and are able to like, bail these kids out of these disruptive situations. Uh, it often can give the wrong message um, that, that they have, they're subject to different rules than everybody else. Um, and so it actually can make the problems even worse when they're constantly solving all these problems for them. And so, you know, we see families trying to solve this as best they can in a few different ways. And first, you know, from a financial side, and they put structures in place, things like trusts that have, you know, lots of rules and oversight so that either while they're alive and have access to the trust or when, you know, mom and dad are passed away and they receive their inheritance, you know, there's things in place to provide rules for how they access the funds so they can't get access to too much at once. Um, and also that uh, structure provides more protection from creditors that they might be creating uh, in the future as well. Uh, now, you know, trusts are very particular to an individual situation, but this is something that can be you know, put together for, for each family. Uh, another big issue we see is business succession planning, where there's one family member or two that are in the business and one or more that are not. And one or more that are not can often be disruptive to the family business. And so structuring the succession planning of the business to ensure that those family members that are still in the business have the ability to run the business without the distraction you know, of the other family members. And then on the personal side, you know, they have access to resources so that they can bring in crisis management and behavioral experts when needed to try to mitigate some of the issues. But the really forward thinking families are, are trying to do this proactively before those issues come up where they're starting to see maybe some communication issues bubble up, some family harmony issues bubble up, and they bring in resources to help 
kind of bridge some of these generational issues where they're uh, bringing better communication uh, between all of the family members and trying to address uh, some of those issues before they become um, something major. Sure, sure. And when they become major, obviously, there's a, a whirlwind of issues that that then can creep into play. But Homer, let's jump now over to that third big fear that you mentioned earlier, which is that idea of, of losing your wealth. Of course, regardless of your level of wealth, anybody can worry about losing their wealth. But talk to me a little bit more about how, yes, this is in fact a fear of even the extremely affluent or the super rich, as we mentioned on this show. Why is this a fear even for them as well? And, you know, 100%, Ryan, I think uh, the, the higher you go, the farther you can fall. I mean, when we talked about some of the, the business succession planning issues in previous episodes, we have this idea of you know, shirt sleeves, the shirt sleeves in, in three generations. And it's, it is a big fear that you've created all this wealth um, and that, you know, there are things that are going to come and take it away, whether it's just poor decision making, you know, poor investment markets, poor economy, there's all sorts of things. And if you have the other fears as well, if you're fearful of your health or, or potential family disharmony issues that could contribute to that wealth going away, there's a number of reasons that they have that. And then, you know, outside of that, there's a whole number of, of uh, groups out there, criminal groups that target wealthy families, whether it's you know, targeting their houses and, and preying on them, whether it's um, being financial predators and trying to manipulate them into giving them access to their to their wealth. And increasingly, we're seeing you know, cyber criminals uh, getting looking for weaknesses and trying to gain access uh, to the wealth on, on the cyber side. So plenty of reasons for them to be fearful out there. Sure. So, I mean, this is a deep-seated fear among so many people, Homer. Any recommendations on this side for how we can combat this fear? Because this is a big one. Yeah, I, I think some of the, the key issues that they can address and, and how they can address, you know, the, these fears. First, you know, having the right professional team, you know, that it's crucial to work with a group that's got integrity um, and proven transparency so that you know the people you're working with are reliable and you know it's hard you know when you get to that wealth level to to be able to discern that and so what we found is the best way to find those professionals is is a referral from a trusted peer and it is or especially from a trusted uh, other professional you work with like your cpa or attorney um, another area and this is an area we do a lot of work with our clients on is implementing asset protection strategies this could be as simple as just making sure you have the correct amount of umbrella insurance, which really helps discourage you know, others from attempting frivolous lawsuits and similar attacks uh, to much more complex structures that you can put into place that really creates a moat um, around your wealth and makes it very difficult to, to get access to it. And then an area that unfortunately we're having to spend more time talking to clients about is, is really shoring up uh, more of the physical protection. So you know, adding in more complex security and monitoring systems and um, adding more technology around sensors and infrared cameras. And you know, I, I wish that wasn't the case, but you know, really um, is becoming more and more important uh, for our wealthy families to really secure uh, their physical uh, situation as well. Yeah, Homer, there's a lot of information we've, we've thrown at our audience today. Uh, if you could bottom line it for our audience today, what would be some of the key takeaways that they should leave this episode with, especially if those folks out there are, you know, are not among those extremely wealthy individuals or, or consider themselves, you know, that level of, of affluence? 
Yeah, I think the good news, Ryan, and really a lot of the work that we do for even our very wealthy clients is trying to take the best ideas of the billionaires that they've been, you know, working on and spending money on creating for years and years. And how do we bring this to you know, pretty much everybody? And you know, good news for things like concierge medicine, uh, there's becoming increasingly more options regardless of what your wealth level is to access concierge medicine on a local or um, international basis, you know, from a financial professional standpoint, uh, the good news is there's a lot of high caliber professionals that uh, cater to a wide array of wealth levels. So there's some that cater strictly to, to super wealthy and there's others that cater to emerging and, and younger families as well. Um, and there's a lot of asset protection tools where you don't need to have massive amounts of wealth that you can implement that can provide a lot of protection at a very low cost. So I, so I think the good news at all of these levels, there, there's definitely things that can be put into place. Um, and just as your wealth increases, the more complexity that typically comes with some of these solutions. So Homer, uh, you know, look, you have a lot of these types of conversations around one of these big three fears on a regular basis with folks. Again, those fears, the the health side of things, maybe family dysfunction, and then of course the idea of, of protecting your wealth overall from, you know, losing it. If anybody out there in our audience, you know, let's say one of those fears really resonates them with them right now, and let's say they're interested in maybe opening up a conversation surrounding one of those, if not all of them, what would be the best way somebody could like I said, just open up a dialogue with you and your team to just see what maybe maybe what strategies they're missing to help them mitigate those fears. Yeah, well, the easiest way is always to just reach out via email or go to our website, and we'll we'll have all of that up um, on the screen for for the episode. But um, you know, I think what's important about all this is is even just having a conversation about it. But especially if we get into the planning for how to solve it, you know, why that's so important is there is so much noise out there today, you know, with everything going on politically, socially, economically, it's very easy to get distracted by these fears and so much else that's going on. And really our role for our clients is to quiet that noise and, and really address these fears and these issues. So you can really focus on what's most important to you and, and really living this amazing life of significance and getting past some of these fears and living your greatest life. So, you know, it, it's it really it makes sense to reach out, whether it's us or somebody else you trust to help you get through these issues so you can get beyond them and, and focus on what's most important. Fantastic. Well, Homer, I really appreciate your time today. I know you got a lot of clients to serve, so we'll let you get back to doing that. But uh, looking forward to jumping on the next one with you. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Good to see you. All right. I appreciate it, Homer. And hey, look, folks, we want to take one final moment as always and say thank you for stopping by and spending some time with us on the podcast today. If you did take something away from today's discussion surrounding these three big fears, you learned a thing or two, well, go ahead and hit that subscribe button then on whichever platform you check this out on. That way you never miss out on a future conversation between Homer, myself, or maybe one of our esteemed guests where we dive into these different wealth management topics so that you and yours could come out better for it on the other end. Before Homer, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on Advance Your Wealth. All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. 
Smith, Integrated, its affiliates, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor Integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services.